Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Chasing the Tide. Your uh, saltwater connection on the Pal and Finn Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Back at you again. Fresh off the road. I'm talking, and I, when I say road, I mean road. Uh, 1,900 miles uh, each way. Uh, made me away from Texas up to Connecticut. Uh, thank you, uh, Three Bells, for bringing me up there, fishing that little uh, salty showdown with the trifecta there. Um, pretty fun fishery up there. Definitely heartbroken by a couple of big stripers in the rocks. So, yeah. Fun times with that. Caught plenty of fluke in uh, C. Robbins. Actually took the uh, C. Robin division win. So didn't come away empty-handed. So it was a fun trip, you know. It's, it's always fun to go explore uh, new water and check things out that uh, you're not accustomed to and adapt to them. And, you know, it was pretty fun. Definitely a fun trip. Uh, water was uh, 69 degrees. How about that, you know. Uh, temperatures in the uh, upper 60s to low to mid eighties for the daytime, uh, highs. And, uh, it was fun. Just a couple cool bass ponds around the area and everything else was a uh, really fun, great seafood. Want to give a shout out to, uh, Flanders, uh, seafood market. They took care of me there. If it, if this doesn't speak volumes, you know, it's being a, you know, a lot of people might not know. I worked as a chef for a long time. Um, before I started at the chemical plant I'm at now. And, uh, I ate at that restaurant four nights in a row. That should say something right there. <laughs> so yeah, great place, great people. Uh, and then once again, you know, Three Bells brought me over there to, to come check out the area. And uh, they have a great facility there at their marina and outfitters. Uh, lots of kayaks and uh, accessories. So y'all give them a look too. But uh, we're back to the show. Back again with Chasing the Tide. We got a return guest here. We got a repeat offender coming back for a second time with us. Uh, we got Chris Castro on. And I'm going to go ahead and bring him in. What's hello, going on, hello. man? What's, What's up? up? Man? <laughs> Repeat offender. I like it. Repeat offender. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is, man. So what's been going on with you? Man, just busy fishing, you know, just trying to live the dream, um, tell stories, improving the craft offshore, inshore, the whole all water stuff, trying to learn how to bass fish. I know, right? Um, We're going to have to get know, together on that one. Uh, I <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I really do need to pick your brain on that one because um, I, I have so many questions, dude, about that. And I guess we can get, you know, into that a little later. But we can go into that some too. Yeah. Yeah, right man. Now. I mean, there's just, I mean, I don't know. The, the patterns and the stuff like that are, are crazy. It, it's, 
similar, eerily similar to trout fishing, but there's a little bit, there's a lot more to it. I shouldn't say there's a little bit more to it. There really is a lot more to it. Um, it's complex. I love it. And uh, that's what's been kind of occupying me a little bit yeah. more as far as what's new. But um, I'm still doing the same old, man. Still doing the same old. Yeah. You've had some quite a few windows, uh, some offshore action. We, we've had some, yeah. so I, windows I've, here and there. I've hit about a dozen trips so far, and I'm loaded and, and stacked with some offshore footage that, um, you know, we're obviously or I'm obviously producing. But it's uh, I'm slowly releasing it. It's. um the the direction and the energy of my youtube channel this year is, is taking a, a little bit of a turn as far as uh the type of story what i'm trying to tell and um so it's i'm trying to find my groove on it but when i find it and i can nail it um got some good stuff coming that that uh, i'll probably be ready to talk about here in about a year year and a half maybe so oh yeah yeah Shoot, yeah, man. Well, uh, for those of you that if, if you didn't catch the show before, uh, why don't you go ahead and you know give a little backstory, uh, let everybody know uh, what you got going on. Yeah, man. So and, uh, um, stuff like that for everybody. Well, what's what's new, right? So as far as the way I, I construct my my YouTube stuff, it's changed a lot, right? In the last five years or so, um, started off as a uh, cookie cutter YouTuber, man, <laughs> just going out there with the camera, filming. Yeah. Um, and once I figured out how to fish with a camera, uh, obviously with the help of a lot of different friends along the way, um, I, I got into the groove of, um, you know, just trophy fishing, capturing some extremely unique moments that are rarely seen on the Gulf coast, both offshore and inshore. Um, but I've always harped on myself on how I'm going to tell a story. You know, fishing is all about stories. You know, it's, even in a tournament scene, Dustin, like when we go yeah. uh, to weigh in, we're there to talk to people, see how everybody's day has gone, whether we've yeah. done well or not. Like it's just yeah. the camaraderie aspect. Right. So I try and translate that into my storytelling, but obviously in a different light, we're not tournament fishing, but we're um, trying to capture these unique moments. And what I've, what's going on this year um, compared to years past, which was, I have different spinoff series, right? I have a tournament yeah. edition, I have a trophy trout edition that's specifically about trophy trout. Uh, oh, I have yeah. an offshore series. I have a catch and cook series. Uh, there's some behind the scenes. It's more of like a blog, just run and go filming. Uh, not really high production. It's just literally like a vlog. Yeah. And then I have uh, my Top Gear series, which is where I just yeah. I go after and, and just review some of the latest and greatest stuff that's out there. Yep. So the new one this year once I retire a few of those is about telling a story that I think needs to be told. And, you know, there's beautiful production out there. You being part of one of them, um, on, on Redding's uh, video, I think that's Heliconia that's producing all that. They've oh yeah. The road always, trip anger. Yeah. They, the road trip angle. They've always done. Heliconia has always done a great job at, I mean, they're, they're, they're top of the food chain in my eyes as far yeah. as... They also do the Chad Hoover fishing. Uh, exactly, yeah. TV they do show. They do a yeah. few. They've done yeah, gyms. They they've, yeah, gyms. So, they did gyms. Exactly. Yep. And they, they've, they've always done a great job at, at telling that story in their style. What I'm trying to do um, is with this new series is I'm, I'm trying to really dig deep into the culture. Um, it's probably not for everybody, right? Uh, yeah. there, there's some videos out there that probably cater more towards the guy coming into the sport. What I want to do though, is I want to cater potatoes. and that tell the story. Exactly, man. You know, <laughs> tell the story of the guys who are grinding the yeah. guys who don't really have or want a voice. The guys that put in the sweat, blood and tears to do things. What are their experiences, you know, and I've, I've gone through a lot of things, you know, and it's not a controversial series at all. It's just yeah. about the struggle and, and the realities of kayak fishing from a, how should I say this from, from a junkie's perspective, but I don't mean that in a bad way, right? By junkie, right. I mean somebody who's just in it. They're in the in trenches. It. They, they oh, are yeah. a kayak angler. Yep. And so um, I want to tell that story and it's right. It's been difficult because there's a little bit of motion involved in it. You know, there's, there's a, uh, there's a lot of passion in that as far as coming from me. 
because I, I've been that guy. I mean, that's how I got got here, you know, yeah. working. I, I didn't just, you know, go out there and try and, and um, purposely try and, and catch fish that are going to be giving me clout, right? They, mm. It just happened through effort and, and putting myself on that field. So now, now that I've got all these things sort of put together, I think it's time to tell that story. And, I, and I'm going to try and, and, and perfect it and, and get it improved in the in the next few years and and um i think it, that style might take me take me somewhere that, that i haven't gone cool. before so yeah it, it just definitely some background drama in in, in kayak fishing there's a little bit yeah and i think, some drama and I think exactly man you know and those are the stories that i think don't they, they go sort of untold right yeah but i think sure. there's a mature way to handle the situation and, and but more so than that i think there are lessons to be learned when you if you know how to tell that story and not only just lessons as far as fishing, but there's life lessons involved in that as well. So um, that, that's kind of what I'm trying to capture and go for. And I'm trying to bring everybody in with me that I know, people like you, other podcasters, because let's face it, man. I mean, you, you cannot describe kayak fishing in one video. No, you sure it, can't. It's, it's deserving of a video, a conversation, a series, <laughs> a series. Um, you know, yeah. it's a story. Yeah, it, it's sure. a full fledged story that has multiple chapters in a lot of different dimensions. And there's a lot of different personality. Right. And so I've yes. gotten with guys like you to slowly drip little bits of information so that when they watch one of my episodes and if they want to dig a little bit more into what I'm trying to say, they go to these podcasts and they can have that conversation with me and you. Yep, you know, so sure. um, it, it's different and it probably sounds a little confusing to some who are hearing this for the first time. But um, let it marinate a little bit and let's yeah. see where it goes. I think Follow it's going to be exciting. Yeah, next yeah, level exactly. fishing TV. Yep, yeah. you'll see. You'll see it unravel there. <laughs> so that's sort <laughs> of sure. the new direction of new direction there of yep. NLF TV, or, or rather, I should say series. I because I have multiple directions. I try and keep at yep. least three to four series alive a year. Some of them I retire. Like I, I've retired the tournament series one which did great. Yeah. Did, did really good. Um, but you know, you, you can only do that for so long, right? <laughs> you can always keep the, the chase for the 30 alive. Yeah, yeah exactly. That one can stay alive. Even yeah. If you catch yeah. one, you can still try to catch another. One. Well, people are smart, man. You know, I mean, I, I think I did eight tournament series ones, right. And, and people are smart. They, uh, especially anglers that know anglers that know what to look for, you know, know the they'll, they'll figure stuff out. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? They'll Even without the launch areas, some backgrounds you can figure stuff out. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And it comes at layers, you know. It, it, to some, it may be like he just gave it away, but to an somebody who who's never been there, mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't know. So yeah. it, you know, videos, backgrounds, and <laughs> controversial stuff can bite at different anglers different ways depending if they've been there before. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I closed that one out at eight. Not that I had received uncomfortable pressure, but just right, the right. fact that I, I know where it, it'll eventually go. Well, there's, there's already enough YouTubes out, YouTubers out there spot burning for likes. And yeah, you know, see, yeah, I, and like, I'm, I've never been about <laughs> You've never that. been that way, for sure. Never, oh, yeah. never have, man. I've always wanted to tell the story, you know. I mean, I yeah. get it. It's, uh, it's convenient, right, to do that and, right. and be a Patreon guy. I mean, people in different industries do that and are extremely successful at it. Yeah. Um, and, and that's fine, you know, more power to them, but I just, I don't conduct myself in that business. Cause I'm, I, I I'm a, I'm a fisherman first and a YouTube set YouTuber second. True. And that's, you know, I've never had to remind myself about that, but I do have to make sure that I stay that way yeah. because I'm not trying to, to be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can give away spots all day or have people pay on Patreon to follow your spots and, yeah, and yeah. get them. But the info that you put out there with the techniques and the tips and everything is far more. Um, what do you say? Beneficial. I Beneficial. Think. I mean, yeah. Uh, you just got to There's so much more yeah. worth than what you put out there. Yeah. No, than, there's than, um, than giving away spots. Yeah. hundred percent. I'd rather, if I'm going to give something away, it's, it's going to give my thought process. And, um, you know, I, I think that can go up. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I, fish move. Exactly. Conditions change, water temperature, wind, barometric pressure, so many things, a lunar, right. periods, all that good stuff. Yeah. And it all stacks, mm -hmm. all those variables stack. And, and if you get variable A and B, well, this may play out, but then you infuse a, a third variable and now everything's different, you know, yep. and, and that's sure the fun is. part of fishing. And nice. I'd rather people see that part of it, you know, because that is, that's, 
that that's the real side of, of fishing. And that I think, um, I, I think that's why we all watch some of the OGs, man. Look at, look at Bill dance. Look mm-hmm. at these guys that, you know, like, I mean, yeah, they're hilarious. They're fun to watch, but yeah. if you really watch their old school stuff, man, and you listen to what they're doing, it's, you can learn a lot mm-hmm. by not looking at a spot. It's yep. just the nature of the beast as far as w- their mindset, you know, and I think yep. that's more valuable than ever before. And I think it's time we get back to that. So <laughs> true. Definitely agree on that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So you've had some windows for offshore and, uh, you know, it seems like been pretty good. You put up some solid snapper. You've had some good Kings. And- yeah. I've been on some really good, good snapper stuff. this year. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, the Kings, I got one good, yeah, one good one. Yeah, 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of uh, the kings this year, though, man, on the coast have been a little skinny. No. Um, we are coming up into prime time, though. So yeah. I'm curious. This will be the tailor if the kingfish bite really is just a matter of lack of quality due to shortness of windows or mm-hmm. if it's really bad this year. Yeah. And we'll tell and that. We'll approach, um, yeah. A couple of weeks we have Ray Del Mar. We do. What, yeah, what is that? Is that the weeks. 14th or 12th? Yeah, 13th, that? 14th or whatever the week. Okay. Not this weekend, but the next weekend. Okay, yeah. yeah so, it's a week from Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah eight um, days away. Saturday, Sunday is inshore division and then the offshore division. And I work. Go figure. Man. Are you serious? Yeah, I probably ain't. You're not going to be there? I probably won't make it. Oh, man. I, I got to turn around and go to Okeechobee on the uh, the 17th. For a you can't tournament. just a um, dress yeah. up somebody to be like you and just show maybe <laughs> Michael. Michael, yeah, somebody. I don't know. I really wanted to fish it though, for sure. It'll be fun, Dude. man. If um, I do, I can only fish one day. It won't be both. Oh, okay. I'm kind of okay. low on days right now, so I gotta watch yeah. what I use them for. I gotta have some to go to Okeechobee with too. Yeah. So you know, it's one of them deals. So Kobe have been around. Yeah. I was hoping for some record cobia this year, like a like a monster. I was like the one low key predicting a sixty incher plus, yeah, because of all the boat reports. But um, some good ones, yeah. Well, I mean, Glenn had a a nightmare story that I just heard about. Oh, yeah, he best salt, huh? Yeah, he, go he wrong boarded, out there? Yeah, so he boarded one on his kayak. Um, one of the biggest cobias that he has seen. And apparently, you know, don't quote me on this because I'm yeah. trying to remember this, right. but I think it got on his lap and it Wait, went berserker. Mm-hmm. The hooks stayed in his thigh. Ooh. There goes my dogs. They didn't like oh, that. It's all good. And uh, <laughs> he had to pull hooks out Dang. and he lost the cobia. Dude, cobia are scary, oh, dude. You know, dude. I was, I, I jokingly yeah. post these like, uh, uh, post on Facebook, you know, with the axe. I don't know if you saw that, but oh, I, posted I, an, I posted an axe and I was like, everyone wants to catch a Kobe. Do they, you know, do they catch a Kobe? But there's a little bit of truth behind that, dude. Those are, those are scary fish to handle yeah. on a small boat. They're even worse than the kingfish, if you ask oh, me. No, they're 10 times worse, man, because yep. sometimes they do snap out of that paleness. You can beat them yep. down and they'll, they'll, you know, they've gone wide typically means they're, they're dead, but. If you don't get them wide enough, they'll start getting that color back and they'll start rejuvenating. Be... <laughs> and yeah, dude, they're they're extremely they're strong too. Yeah, Very when they strong. flip out, they flip out. Yeah, they yeah. don't play. They don't play. Yeah, but we'll see. I you know I haven't seen anything super crazy impressive this year. I'm hoping somebody can yank out something where it's like, heck yeah, man. Yeah, you know so. Another we're waiting on it we've we've got prime well no well they're selfish actually believe it or not doesn't there's actually selfish caught probably once a year maybe a yeah. couple of times a year but they're 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 real small yeah they're um the last one was probably that i had seen personally was um probably about three foot you know oh, yes yeah. yeah just cool photo but yeah. he's a low-key guy man there's so many offshore guys that are low key. They don't really get and dabble into the right. social media side, but uh, I'm good friends with a lot of them, man. And they'll, they'll relay some information or hearsay stuff. Here and there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they're there. They show up. It's just, I don't think they have a, and well, they do have, they used to have a pattern from what I understand. I, I, from what I understand, they used to have a pattern off the jetties back in hmm. uh, the tarpon days when we were infested. But, um, yeah. you know, that's back in the black and white picture days, man. 
Yeah, lots been, has changed. Been a, been a minute. Been a yeah, minute sure. been a minute. So what all, say like somebody, some people new, somebody new out there might want to journey into the offshore abyss. <laughs> um, definitely one thing I can suggest is, is, is don't go at it alone. Buddy system goes a long way. Uh, any yeah. other safety pointers you want to give some people, you know, uh, radio wise and anything yeah. like that, you know, that yeah, would be great for um, some of the listeners that might want to venture off, you know, there's, there's a lot there. You, you almost, it's tough, you know, you can prepare for it all, but you're still never guaranteed out there. That's what I always mm-hmm. tell guys. You got to understand the risk with offshore kayak fishing. There's so many little things that can go wrong, but yeah. a good starting point um first off is don't worry about the fish you know the fish are going to come always go in with a single rod or or just prepare yourself with a single rod yeah don't go out there with all these crazy rods flinging everywhere because i can tell you where most 95 percent of the anglers are going to make a mistake that take four rods out for the first few trips which i'll come back to that later but as far as just readiness you know obviously you know me and you dustin we always harp on pfds Yep. Or having in, in the past, and I don't want to beat that horse, but you know, that's a no brainer. That's no brainer. Make sure you, you have to have your life check. Not just in times. the boat, it's on your person. Right. No, it, it needs to be on you. And I think we've right. gone a little too far in, in advancing uh, PFDs to where you know, we can't really use that whole comfort thing as an excuse. No. Or guys can't. You know, there's a PFD yeah. for everybody out there, and you just need to find out one. That, that works and for spend you. the money and buy nrs or uh you know the other brands that sell them stole yeah. yeah something that's good something that's reliable my choice uh, is nrs nrs <laughs> yeah man uh, they've been in the game for, for sure. a while and they cater towards towards uh whitewater kayak yep. anglers kayak they, they know the business for sure for sure yep. um also i would say uh you know a bilge pump can go a long way i can't tell yep. you how many i would say how do i put this i can't it's more than I have fingers right now. Um, definitely over 10, well over 10 of any rescues that I've done in the last five years could have been avoided with a, a bilge pump. An electric bilge pump in the hole or a handheld a, a one? Small handheld. Just a small handheld. Yeah, yep. sometimes, actually all of them that I've there dealt you go with again. that I can remember. NRS makes a great one of those. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um Sometimes it's a it's a small little yep. intrusion. Sometimes yep. it's a small little fracture. Sometimes you uh, tightened your kayak a little too tight and, and you caused a little stress fracture yep. somewhere. And you'd be amazed that it's a slow trickle. It's not as crazy. As, but by the time you realize it, it's too yep. late. And yep. it could be dealt with with the bilge pump. Even if it's just a handheld, man, those things can you can you can get at it with that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, PFD, bilge pump, yep. uh, buddy system, a float plan. Yep. Your yep. VHF radio is super important uh, in communication. Down here in Texas, if you yep. guys are listening, we always all communicate off of channel 69. 69, yes, and, sir. And, um, you know, that's you, you need that's to – you should have that, yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And a dry bag with some, uh, you know, a change of clothes, maybe a rain suit. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe there's players in there, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for the most part, our, our water is pretty dang warm. But, you yeah, know, if you're going to be pushing some cold stuff and going after some of the unique species, yeah, you're going to want to have uh man, which, dude, I've got a nice bodysuit from NRS. Dude, that oh, I'm, I know. I'm right. dying to, to kind of debut. In the winter time. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, uh, even for offshore, man, it's legit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll be debuting that this year. Um. What else, man? I, you know what? And and also, just make sure your kayak is it's sound. doable. Yeah, and There's sound. A and lot of rip yeah. and a lot of current out there that might yeah, catch you man. off guard too. So yeah, if you that. want to custom, uh, your drive mm-hmm. fails and you can't paddle or something else of that nature. That's something to think about also. Yeah, make sure you're in a kayak that has big water in mind. Yep, and a good you GPS know. system just so you know where you're at for sure. Junction where you're uh, launched man. and all that good stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of there's just. There's just so many things you think there about is, and man. then you kind of think again. He's like, oh, this comes to mind now. There is, and, dude. Yeah. And, and you know, there's not many kayaks that can handle some of the wickedness that the Texas coast brings. I mean, we spur the moment weather. Yeah. You know, we have a unique fishery in the sense that it's there's a lot of quality, but Mother Nature protects it. We don't have a lot of windows here in Texas. Yeah. 
um, we have, there's just not a lot, you know, maybe yeah. a little bit over, I would say 15 to 18, like perfect conditions. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. And, and I would say maybe another 15, 20 of some advanced stuff. Yeah. And, you know, once you cross that advanced mark, there's very little kayaks that can actually uh, handle it or, oh, yeah. or you just got to be prepared to flip in the surf. So how I began with the whole rod thing and keeping it simple, I'll end it like yeah. this, Dustin, um, yeah. man, break your stuff down. If you cannot, yep. the, the surf, it, so you're the most dangerous part about Texas offshore kayak fishing isn't so much out there. It's actually in the surf. I've mm -hmm. seen guys get stabbed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen guys get clothes ripped off. I've seen hooks in strange places. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen a lot of injuries in the surf, man. Yeah. I've never seen very many injuries offshore. I've seen way more in the surf and I always harp on that part. And Stole that's rods. And take that's all about take your lures exactly off. prep, man. You know, don't be going in, you know, through the surf, especially if it's gnarly um, mm -hmm. with anything rigged up behind you, man. Just get out there and rig it, man. Don't take long to, to tie a knot. Oh, it you know? doesn't take long. doesn't take long, and it's worth it, dude. They make you great know? swivels, too, out there that you can, you know, quick connect and different yeah. things here and there. I mean, yeah, I, I've fished with them before, you know, out there also. It's not that big of a deal. Or just read, or just tie your stuff out there once, mm -hmm. once you're out there. It, it beats getting, you know, hooked through the neck or something. <sighs> and just prep everything, stow them yeah. in your kayak, strap them down. It's yep. not worth it, man. It's not yep. worth it, man. Um, you know, Ram Garcia – has a good story about that one. Uh, he, me and uh, I went out there and swam to his rescue. Boomy followed behind me. Um, I don't know if you know uh, Scott. Yeah, but, I know um, the name. Yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, Ram had a hook jammed in his heel. Oh. And every time the swell, the, the surf crashed over him, it was dipping and pulling in deeper and deeper. Oh. And I, I went out there to go uh, rescue him and, and, uh, cut his lines dude you know yeah early early lesson from from my buddy ram and uh yeah he'll never forget it actually he hasn't been on the water since <laughs> he hasn't been offshore Can't be since back there again. yeah break yeah, that man. stuff down if that's and, and you don't want to go through that. i would, I would yeah. say right there yeah not want to go through that man yeah. it's it's sketchy it's scary um so do your homework and go yep. with somebody who is is going to be about that safety yeah don't just pick just any place to launch Look at the surf. Yeah, look, look at, at what's doing. Mm -hmm. uh, the places the, the waves are breaking or, or, or where those bars are at. You know, you yeah. can have rips in between them. There might be some deeper guts around. You know, you're going to be able to get out a little easier. Yeah. And try you and know? keep, you know, if you're if you're a newcomer into it, don't break over two feet. I know yeah. two feet is cake yeah. for a lot of guys that are probably listening. And they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to flip yeah. in two feet. But, yeah, you'd be surprised. surprised you. Yeah, well, you'd be well, surprised. Well, the buoy report's only, you know, it's the highest, biggest height for the a third of the waves you know the average height right you know, so what so so a day it could be two foot and then you'd have some four footers come you know out of out of nowhere <laughs> yes you know yeah it, it, can, it can be unpredictable at times it so can yeah, man definitely 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 good yeah. info right there yeah shoot yeah man so yeah y'all you've been on some pretty good snapper so man dude the snapper's been good this year jigs like snapper slappers and stuff like that a little bit of both bait, so i've been both. jigging up some i've been mm -hmm. uh using some good old just old-fashioned carolina rigs oh yeah sometimes those big snapper man i i i don't know what it is man it's like that 30 inch trout iq you know mm -hmm. you got if you ain't presenting it right <clears throat> or you ain't using the right thing which i'm mm -hmm. surprised man because I, i've gone over them this year and i've marked some studs and when i drop I can't get those dang uh, bigger ones. So the way that I've been getting the, a lot of the bigger quality ones, you know, no shame in my game, dude. I've been using a little bit of bait this year. Yeah. Live. Using that good old, uh, uh, no, dead, dead, man. Um, Carolina rig. Yeah. You know, Cigar one to two ounce. Yeah. You know, yeah. just um, anything. They'll hit anything. Greasy. Head. Yeah. They'll hit Lady it, man. Fish. They'll hit it, man. Squid, even squid. Squid is, yeah, squid is good. It's good. Yeah. I tip yeah. I tip the the snapper slavers with, with squid quite a bit. And I've yeah. I've had better luck. Well, I mean, it's been out of the boat too, but downsizing, you know, to a one and a half ounce or a two ounce bucktail. Yep. With with like a, a grub on the back of it. Mm -hmm. And I, I got some bucktails when I was up north from SNS Tackle makes some great ones and they're they're round head. They're like a ball head. Right. Bucktail. 
Yeah. Oh, dude, they were, they were working killer up there. I got some ounce and a half and two ounce and three ounce of those. So nice. I brought them back. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they're going to respond to them. And then I got some of those uh, gravity tackle eels that, that I want to try out on a, on a bigger jig head. Uh, yeah, I got to you know, see those. Snapper, those snapper eat the fool out of them too. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about those right there for Cobia also because, you know, <clears throat> Cobia, that's the way we grew up in, in coastal Georgia was throwing live eels at them, and they just cannot resist a live eel. Yeah, they'll hit eels. I, I've I've hooked up on one of the eel, I, I, artificial eel. I've hooked up on one of those. I lost it to the rig legs. Um, I've even thrown uh, what? Have, where did I throw? It was unintentional. I just it was the only thing I had. I was actually jigging up some Spanish mackerel, mm-hmm. um, and I saw a big old Kobe. Actually, there was three of them. It was uh, one. Of, there was obviously the the mama was in the mix. Oh yeah, a couple little juvies, and and mm-hmm. uh, there was one that was. I'm assuming maybe the male is a lot smaller than yeah than the female. Def- still a keeper though, but that female, I mean, massive. dude, massive. You They're very look curious, like a shark. Very curious. Very yeah. They they can be uh, you know you can attract them by noise. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys here like to tap on their kayak. You know, put a little yep. vibration. They'll come up. They'll mm-hmm. come up and check you check out. And out. Um, and that's how I had uh, I hooked up on a, one of those tsunami slim waves. I, I use those a lot yeah, for yes. jigging. Yep. And uh, it took. It took, and I ended up losing that big girl to uh, the rigs. But before I lost it to the rigs, it swam towards me when I put tension on her, and gill flared out like like a like a bass, dude. Oh yeah, and almost landed on my kayak. <laughs> and uh, I think David Villarreal was there. Uh huh. You know, and and you know, buddy of mine, San Antonio, Hispanic guy. And he was white as snow when he saw that dude. He thought I was going in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's some scary fish, man. Oh uh, yeah. They're, so they're, he, he jumped up, got airborne, and Dave was like, "What was that?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Dude, that was a cobia that almost killed me. <laughs> That's yeah. what that was, almost took dude. me out, man." Like, yeah, I don't, I don't want none of that, dude. Let, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. He thought he thought it was a shark. And I was like, "Nah, dude, it's yeah. not a shark. It's a cobia, man." Yeah, they're, they're scary critters. They're good eating too, though. They're delicious, dude. Once they you taste one, out really nice too. Then yeah. that's yeah, really man. You, you stop. Uh, Tough to beat that. You stop, uh, or you stop fishing for kings once you catch a cobia, oh, and I you know. just start. You just want that meat, dude. It's it's prime, dude. So oh, good. It's so hard to explain to people how good that is. Until they I don't know, it. man. I got a pretty good kingfish recipe. The balls, you know, the kingfish balls. How you kingfish ball them out. are great, dude. They go unsaid. Dude, I soak them in like a sriracha buttermilk for like three four hours i'm listening then i roll them in like a like a spicy mustard and Don't then stop. that's what i then i leave the mustard on and then batter them with that mustard on there and fry them oh, man, dude. it's pretty good you can doctor up the mustard put like some blended chipotles and adobe on it and make it spicy and or hot sauce and some cajun seasoning make it like a cajun spice mustard and then you know just coat it in that mustard and roll it around in your in your fish fryer your panko or whatever and then fry it that's why I like you, Dustin. Me and you Pretty got the good. same same problem, dude. We like to eat. <laughs> like to eat, like to cook, man. I love it, yeah. man. I was actually talking about kingfish uh, this this weekend. I did a little mom and pop tourney, and oh yeah, um, which one? So do? let me. You um, did the real wicked. Oh yeah, yeah. I almost didn't even remember. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was the real wicked one. So let me ask you this. Hmm. Uh, I'll ask. This is what I asked those guys over there. Um, would you try? kingfish sushi would uh-huh. you eat it raw i have eaten it raw before where where did you get it from when you ate it raw i called we called it in texas it nice uh-huh okay see that's all right well i'm with you and we, we actually the uh, the sarah mackerel is way better oh like, for sure smaller 100%. yeah yeah yeah, yeah out of the pacific you, you do sashimi out of those and it's beautiful so okay um, i've had it too right but i started second guessing myself because everybody was like what I was like, no, mm-hmm. it's it's good, it's great. I was like, yeah, but it's you're oily, catching but it good. in Texas. I was like, well, okay, the waters are warmer here. Why would you uh, why would you want to do that? And I was like, man, dude, I don't know. You got a point. <laughs> maybe, maybe I shouldn't be. Uh, I've done it with redfish. You've you know, done it with redfish. Redfish okay. crudo, yeah. And yeah. we're still mm-hmm. here, right? So yep, still okay. here. Well, they were those guys were then under the impression that um, because of the temperatures of the Texas coast, <sighs> it being not cold enough that it would uh, you'd have to just treat it a little bit more delicately i guess yeah. or maybe just be careful water in uh, nicaragua's upper 80s you know oh is it yeah okay 
So yeah. those guys don't have those redfish guys don't have have they don't know what they're talking about. No. All right. Good. I've done it with redfish before, no problem. Even good. This time of year, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as it's treated right. right, bleed it out. You know, bleed them out and then, you know, put yeah. them on ice right away. Yeah. I don't drag them around on a stringer all day and then go make sashimi crudo out of them. No, right. there's no way. Yeah. Uh, no, fresh is key for sure on that. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the cooking side of things, dude, I'm always down for something good. Those are. Yeah. The snapper sushi is good. Snapper. Too, oh, yeah. Oh, snapper sashimi. Yeah. I can eat that all and day. ceviche. Mm-hmm. I know you like doing ceviche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like that with the speckled trout, too. Yeah. Ceviche is good with speckled good trout. I, yeah. I think I've only caught, I've only kept a few speckled trout since the freeze since the free- yeah. oh yeah. yeah yeah i think i've kept a couple that were hooked and kind of not too well off you know how many did i keep I, this I, year i, I think, think i've caught five total and i've yeah, kept I was four, gonna say, I three, think I've three only... redfish the last trip for, for the family we ate them that evening so yeah yeah, yeah i think oh. i have kept five this year yeah i'm right around there on the trout yeah and, yeah. I, and I always harvest the throats on the uh on the redfish that's some of the best meat on there yeah always yeah. a good thing saltwater quail <laughs> yeah and i think i remember um I'm trying to remember the last time i even had trout i think it was it was recent but it was i don't know it, it's so difficult man you know you want to you want to be part of that conservation mind conservation thing, you, know? Yep. you know and i i hesitate so much to to do it but you know not all trout hit the lure the same to where they know they're going to survive it and yeah. those are the ones i try and keep those you know ones that just yep. get a little deep on the gill i know they're not going to survive and as long as they're over the new limit of uh 17 or the new yeah. size limit 17 yeah. you know then you know it's all good you only keep three anyways right better now. you than an alligator gar oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh wow gar is pretty good eating too though man gar Believe is good yeah is. gar is good people are real sensitive about those two though i yeah i've only eaten one gar in the last five years yeah yeah, and it was delicious many, but they're good yeah yeah pretty four pretty, footer pretty fish pretty pretty meat yep yeah. yeah yeah so i mean here we are and what are we in oh first week of august you know yep it's still got all that wind man i mean there's been a few mornings like i said there's been a few windows but we haven't hit them uh them the doldrums like we normally hit you know i it think they're about down. to happen man think so i think this this the start this weekend is going to be the start of it so we're going to get a lay down Maybe next week. Into, yeah, well, may, maybe a no. I, I think I think it, it might turn out to be an amazing week. Um, crossing fingers here, knocking on wood, but um, I'm starting to see a little bit of lay down. Yeah. So what's crazy is like this weekend is going to be sketchy. It's doable this weekend. Yeah. But it's two point four threes, right? Yeah. With some scattered rain, we're getting yeah. those funky little near shore pop-up cells yep yeah mm-hmm. and those are those the ones ruin that your day you, man yeah <laughs> they'll ruin your day they'll ruin everything <laughs> yeah oh yeah so mm-hmm. you kind of have to be careful this weekend oh yeah on top of uh, to just that and um i don't know but i always you know i'm not going to complain about the rain because we do need it down here in, in yeah Texas, we do for sure but um i always notice that whenever we get those near shore cells like that that really start plummeting in we always get some good lay downs after yeah we do. You know, so I and I'm hoping that that's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll end the end the year good. Maybe we'll yeah. get a late season of offshore because, man, honestly, Dustin, I, my I've caught a king the first week of December before. Oh yeah, when that small we had some years where the water temp surf temp was still in the 70s in December. Mm-hmm. And they're still out there. It's possible. I mean, they're it not obviously possible. super thick. <clears throat> you know, it's just a random drive by. So what, but what's your um? your guess on what, you know, as we transition to fall, um, you know, what should we look for, you know, coming in September, October, as we transition to the, you know, fall, what, what for, are you going to be kind of shifting gears to, uh, you me start chasing some more redfish or personally? Um, yeah. yeah so I'm going to go deep into offshore Yeah, this year. So it may, I'm going to ride it to, I know that they're not there. Right. Might, hinder my transition into redfish trout but uh yeah i mean once we get into that october november i'm mm-hmm. going to be shifting a lot of different gears yeah and and definitely going after some of the reds um 
I can't remember last year if I went after those big old marsh reds that I, that I like to do once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I can't remember if I did. They're oh. they're everywhere over. I'm here talking. Right now. Well, like I'm talking like five inch plus, right? No, now. no, no, no. I'm talking oh. forty five to fifty. Oh, even that big. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I know where there there's some that reside, mm-hmm. and I I have about five episodes of those. Yes. Actually, that's yes. one of the ones that when you were in an IFA, the IFA. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. So um, those those re- they come in mm-hmm. more often than what we think, but. Right. There's some marsh systems that hold them a little bit better than others. Uh, I think I'm really going to hit that this year. So I'm, I'm going to say, to answer your question, I'm going to go into some big reds this year and really kind of talk about it. And yeah, um, that'd be cool. And then really, uh, because man, that there's, it, that's fun, dude. Oh yeah. It's that, like, you know, it's one thing when you hear reds, you know, in that, slot range and even 30 inches 30 inch you know 35 popping over 40 but once you get into that 45 to 50 Mm -hmm. and you see a a red like that doing the same thing (laughs) man dude it it it, uh it it really gets well it gets me going (laughs) yeah there's a certain river in gulf shorts i'm not going to name it yeah to not throw that out there but there's a river there's a lot of residential uh, 40 inch plus redfish in there. Yeah, river. man. Yeah, I've, I've had the yeah, awesome I've seen those pictures. Big ones over there on crankbaits. Yeah, man. And top water in a stump field. That you know. Do they school up over there? There'll be some in groups, like little wolf packs here and there, but they're mm-hmm. mainly you know singles and doubles. Nothing really big, giant schools of the big. Okay. Fish, but, okay. But uh, you can you can find them on your your side scan pretty easily. For sure, when they're that big. Oh, <laughs> There's yeah. some nice sandbar sections and little flats off of the river bends and stuff, and you set up on them and find them, and mark nice, them pretty dude. easily. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. So that's yeah, I'm gonna cool I'm gonna dabble it. into that, and then of course, I mean, you already know me, dude. Once we go winter, we're we're full fledged trout, trout yep. fishing. I got so, some I got some surprises for him this year. Good man, I hope you if, get into if, some. If people don't know the, you know, Jeff Brown on uh on facebook but he, he's been paid some killer glide baits and he he's always painted some killer uh jerk baits um you know the lift ones uh he, he shades them down for when you can fish the flats they'll run a foot and a half or so and then he, he has some that aren't you know you know changed around and they'll run you know four to six uh, he does some sweet custom paint jobs you know there's some there's definitely some good stuff out there i caught a couple of big trout on them last winter so I'm excited to continue dabbling in that stuff, you know, transitioning um, bigger swim baits and bigger glide baits from the bass side of things into the the big speckled trout fishery, which a lot of people have started to dive in that too, you know. Yeah. Been kind of keeping quiet about it in the past three, four years, but it's all coming out now. So, you know, uh, Chris over on Speckled Truth uh, got some stuff going on. You know, he does some little, little how-to, little tactic videos lately. Uh, he's been sharing some stuff about, you know, getting a lot of, interest in people wanting to learn about the jerk baits and everything so it's uh something we need to get together and film and and and, and throw some of that out there here we'll yeah man. Find some spots that we can't give away too easily <laughs> oh no i've got them man there's some areas that i, I know that are that I'm, i still to this day i mean people i swear there's a few there's a handful of guys that think i, I i'm bsing them about it but um there's a lot of areas man that I've, still to this Just, day that yeah. i've never seen a boat hit yeah never seen a boat around i've seen them get closed but i've never seen them around so there's a lot of untouched stuff out there still it's just it's 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 timing dude with trout that's what i love about it i mean fishing is timing period right but trout for sure oh yeah it's timing it's you know they move a little bit more uh Mm -hmm. up and down the 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 columns and and then there's some crazy little wacky variables with shallower water heating up you know, a little bit more than, than deeper water on certain mm-hmm. time periods. Bait may get drawn there. So it, it changes that script. Yep. It's, it's, it's fun. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that more people are doing it. I just hope that those guys appreciate it enough to where the conservation doesn't uh, continue yeah. hinder everybody else having fun with it, you know? Right. Cause trout are a special species too. They really are, man. They're yeah, still, once they, get over, once they get over 24, 25 inches, they're a different animal. They are, man. They are, dude. Just like I was reading something recently 
with bass you know some guy i forget who it was was quoting somebody who was a pretty well-known bass angler said once they get over four pounds five pounds they become a different animal as well you know it's yes. uh, they start growing in different directions they don't have to worry about uh i guess yeah. maybe i don't know do birds go after bass when they're young yeah oh yeah the ospreys eagles different things okay. comorants yeah okay because mm-hmm. that was something that was listed in that quote and i was yeah. like that's interesting man you know yeah. and i think the same goes for uh, like how we're talking about trout yeah, for once sure. they get uh into that you know they change their iq changes too mm-hmm. so um it's fun smarter. it's rewarding and um uh, I'm, I'm happy the more guys are doing it dude i mean a lot of people yeah. didn't do trout fishing because well first off <laughs> I don't, you remember that day, dude, when me and you were out there, and uh, I think uh, they caught like a twenty-eighter that day. Yeah. And uh, yep. dude, I, I don't know about your hands, dude, but my hands were barely moving, dude. Oh, it was cold. It, it's tough, dude. The it was trout, twenty-eight trout degrees fish, when we launched that morning. Yeah, I mean, and I, I had a great day at some, some, you know, throughout the day. You had to burn out early. I remember you already out there when I got. Yeah, out I had there. to leave early that day. I, yeah. I got uh, lucky on in and around some structure. And was able to at least get one one good one and yeah. had to take off. But, dude, that, that morning was no joke. And oh, I think that's really cool. the hardest part about trout fishing. Oh, yeah. Is. You got to make some of the <laughs> worst days you would think about fishing on. Oh. There's normally, normally nobody else. There might be some other diehards out there. But, it, you know, 35-degree air temp would drizzle. And I'm out yeah. here in that crap. It's tough. <laughs> that's diehard right It's there. tough. Whoa. That's why, man, I'm I'm stoked for this year. That the uh, Going back to – where we opened up on the nrs gear um mm-hmm. i've got this nice little bodysuit that i'm going to be using and when that arrived i was like oh you have no idea <laughs> what oh, yeah. you just did what man because you you're gonna make me uh yeah dude you're gonna make me a yeah. lot more comfortable out there because that was what i needed man that's what i love about nrs too they, they cater towards the little things that people don't think about right you know like the jackets and stuff and, mm-hmm. and all that you know, you, you're, you're paddling and then you raise up your hand and you got 35 degree water trickle coming down your armpit. Yeah. Dude, you're going to feel that. But mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that they have, you know, it's. They got the gaskets that are sealed. The gaskets, see mm-hmm. everything sealed, man. It's it's legit stuff, man. The boots are awesome. The NRS boots. Yeah. Are, that's my yeah. go-to winter uh, footwear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's good stuff. They're doing good things over there. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely a great company, com- uh, company to be a. Uh, be associated be partnered up with man that's a big big deal right there yeah for sure so yeah all right we're gonna get into uh let's pick three we're gonna go offshore on this one still three setups what are they gonna be rod reel you know and then uh what baits on it go ahead all three yeah three of them give me three setups for offshore rod reel bait tsunami trophy series rod for offshore um I'm going to say uh, Tsunami. Uh... Oh, gosh, why did you have to pin me on that one? <laughs> Spinning uh, or, or the oh. Forge 10s yeah. for, for the reels, lever drag. Levers. Yep. And uh, uh, what was the last one? What do I need to name? Yeah. What Set baits up? are you going to be having? Oh, yeah. baits. Oh, dude. Yeah. Kingfish rigs all day, dude. Kingfish or, rigs. Well, I should say, yeah. uh, you know, Kingfish rigs, Stinger rigs, however you want yeah. to classify them. You put a teaser yeah. on them? Or you run Not them? all the time. Not all but, the time. Uh, I would recommend doing it. Yeah. And that's with ribbon fish? Ribbon fish. You can also cut off and make short stock stingers uh-huh. and get real fancy on your dead bait presentation. That's an art yep. form offshore, yes. dude, by the yeah. way. Yep. Uh, you can't just slap on a bait and it work. Like, it's got to be positioned right. The bait's got to be fresh enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, to answer that, yeah. Any uh, diamond jigs or any other things you might have on standby for jigging? Or yeah. I'm nonstop with uh, the slim waves. Something. Yeah. Just change out the those slim hooks. Yep. Yeah. Change the stock out the hooks. hooks are no yep. bueno. Yeah. Uh, change them out to 4X. Change them out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> on, on a lot of lures out there. Yeah. I, I'm a big, also just to answer your, your rod. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place on this. Uh, the rods, I, I've always been a big fan of the Trophy Series offshore rods um from tsunami dude they uh they come with everything that that i want yeah um they're affordable also right. you know yeah. I, I try and there's some expensive stuff out there man you oh, know for and, sure. and i try and use stuff that i would actually legitimately 
af- could afford and use. Yeah. And I, I think they make a, a great product. So, yeah. We're all right. We're up to the next round here. <laughs> round two. <laughs> Been doing this thing called the quick five. You know, it's just, just answer it and move along. All right. Okay. <laughs> Redfish or trout? <laughs> trout. Uh, Texans or Cowboys? Texans, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> Braid, um, tie to it, leader or no leader? Leader. All right. Wings, hot or sweet? Hot. Yep, spicy. All right. And then uh, flats, uh, potholes or back legs? Marsh. <sighs> flats. Flats. There you go. All right. There's a quick five with Castro. <laughs> and with that, uh, we'll wind down this uh this episode here. We're wipe, approaching my, the, wipe the sweat off, man. You got me all hot. Got me all spicy. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. But yeah, we'll uh we'll wrap up this episode here. Um, you know, we'll save a little more for the next time we have Chris on. Uh, it's always a pleasure, um, you know, having uh, having you on the show, dude. And everybody, it, man. Uh, always always fun chatting with you, dude. Check out Chris's uh, on social media, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Next Level Fishing TV. Type that in your search bar, and it will go to the right place. <laughs> Full show. Uh, yeah, definitely give him a follow on his uh, – subscribe to his YouTube channel. Follow him on Instagram and uh, the Facebook page, and uh, you'll get all the updates and everything on there. Um, you know, once again, you know, thanks to all you viewers out there or listeners, if you're watching or listening on a podcast platform. We appreciate everybody tunes in because uh, this show wouldn't happen without you. And uh, we thank you all for everything. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, We're going to sign out. So, yeah, thanks again, Chris. We appreciate hey, everything, man. man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having on. And we are out. Pal and Finn chasing the tide. Sayonara. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your midwest premier paddle sports destination go to rocktownadventures.com eastport marina the beautiful destination on dale hollow lake if you're looking for lodging kayaks kayak accessories or anything fishing related on the beautiful dale hollow lake go to eastport.info jig masters jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today